David Flint, and this is Take Back Your Country. Well, the Prime Minister, Mr. Morrison, has gone off to Glasgow and he's decided to do something he promised he wouldn't do in the 2019 elections. Although he's not going to change, he says. What should happen in 2030, he's certainly making a promise. But by 2050, we'll be having in Australia net zero emissions. But what is being put together now, what is being argued by politicians, by the elites, by those who expect to make a lot of money out of this, is if they put it in a share prospectus and used it to sell shares, they'd probably end up in jail. Because so much of this is just complete fantasy. For example, they're all talking about hydrogen, even saying that Australia, for some reason, could become a hydrogen superpower, as though we have a lot of water in this country. Hydrogen comes from water. You have to have an enormous amount of electricity into pretty pure water. In fact, you probably put in more electricity, and this is the problem at the moment, more electricity to produce the fuel from the point of view of the worthiness, the value of the fuel. Nobody has been able to succeed so far in relation to producing hydrogen as a substitute fuel. All of the so-called renewables are not renewables. They use an enormous amount of energy in their production, in their maintenance, and in their disposal. The whole thing is a complete fallacy and people are being led up the garden path. In addition, the basis upon which all this is being argued, that is climate change, is something which is a normal phenomenon. They chose that title, climate change, because there wasn't sufficient or even any global warming which could be used as an argument. The whole thing, the whole argument, is not based on settled science. That is a fallacy. There are many scientists who disagree with what is being proposed. It's just that they're not encouraged to speak out. In fact, it's a career-ending phenomenon if you dare speak out against the current trend. The problem is, nothing has been proved. It all depends on computer modeling. And as the famous authority in relation to matters concerning modeling and matters mathematical, Professor Box, an Anglo-American professor, famously said, all models are wrong, but sometimes they're useful. They're all wrong because sometimes they're useful. And in particular, climate models are doomed to be wrong. Stephen Coonan, who's an expert in the field, who wrote a book on computer modeling, probably the first textbook on computer modeling in the universities, who was an undersecretary of science in the Obama administration, points out that all modelling in relation to this, particularly in relation to the climate, 
is doomed to be wrong. In fact, they're all producing wildly different conclusions. If they're used in relation to what's happened in the past, they're usually wrong. What they are, essentially, is an amalgam of weather forecasts. And you know how unreliable weather forecasts are. There's so many factors involved. It's terribly complicated. You have to read a chapter in his book, Unsettled, as Stephen Kuhn, Unsettled, to realise the impossible task that they have in relation to computer modelling, which is why, in relation to computer modelling, they don't rely completely on the mathematical modelling. There's an enormous amount of discretion in relation to the conclusions the modellings produce, and they have to average the modelling because they are so wildly different one from the other. The science is certainly not settled. And hydrogen, of course, is an example of a fantasy, and there are many other fantasies. The whole basis upon which Mr. Morrison is promising net zero emissions is based on fantasy, on hope. Nothing is settled. Nothing at all is settled. And the politicians are willing to waste an extraordinary amount of money to try and produce substitutes for things that are tried and tested, in particular nuclear energy, which doesn't produce the dreaded emissions which seem to concern them so much, but which they all avoid, and in particular Mr. Morrison avoids because he says that if he raised it, Labour would oppose it. Well, isn't that extraordinary? Here we have a national leader who is afraid to raise what he needs to go ahead with this policy which he is pushing, which he has reversed from the 2019 election. He won't raise it because Labour would oppose it. Well, that is hardly leadership. And what we've got now is a situation where what will happen if net zero emissions are produced in Australia is that we will be doing even worse than we've done so far with renewables. With renewables so far, what we've done is this. We've changed one of the most reliable and cheapest electricity systems in the world. We've changed that, we've traded it in on one of the most expensive and one which is becoming increasingly unreliable because our politicians are closing down coal-fired electricity stations just as the Chinese communists open more and more such power stations, power stations using our coal, where they would much prefer to use our coal. In fact, they tried to avoid using it to punish us, but then had to relent because they were running out of high-quality coal, which they desperately need. What will be the result? What will be the result if we go ahead with that? We will become impoverished. The federal government is going to spend, so far, they say, $20 billion on all this fantasy. Twiggy Forest just happened to come to Sydney, and immediately the new, the new New South Wales Premier set aside $3 billion on hydrogen. $3 billion of the taxpayers' money. 
Mr Morrison is setting aside 20 billion and there'll be much more than that. It's not that we won't have to pay, we'll have to pay an enormous amount of money, which will be a drain on the next generations. What will happen if they do get the various nations to agree to net zero emissions, net zero emissions in 2050? We know, we know that the Chinese communists will not do this. In fact, they've got an exemption. They don't have to do it and they say they'll do it by 2060, but of course they won't because they're not going to sacrifice their economy. The Indians sensibly have made no such promise. The Russians have made no such promise. 40% of the emissions in the world come from those powers. They will continue. So if there were truth in the proposition that carbon dioxide emissions are causing this serious damage, then there will be no effect from our decision to impoverish ourselves. What will happen? The Chinese communist plutocrats will become wealthier. China will become much more wealthier than the West. Other developing countries will become more wealthy. We will become impoverished because our politicians are selling us out. And as for a sellout, remember this. For the last 20 years, the politicians have been selling us out to the genocidal thugs who run communist China. They signed a free trade agreement. President Clinton let them into the World Trade Organization, knowing full well that they'd never obey the rules. What did they do when they got in? They broke all the rules. They stole Western intellectual property. They stole all the islands in the South China Sea and established artificial islands there and have uh, seized that territory and are threatening Taiwan. It is extraordinary what the politicians have done. They have handed over, countries like Australia and America have handed over their manufacturing industry to the communist Chinese, knowing full well that the comparative advantages the communist Chinese had were totally improper. That is, they depended on slave labor from the Muslim Uyghurs, for example, and others. They depended on denying ordinary workers in China the basic industrial rights, which would never be tolerated in any Western country. And they've allowed the Chinese communists to use Western fuel in particular coal-fired power stations. All of this is allowed. And in Australia, as in a number of other Western countries, but particularly in Australia, they've allowed communist-controlled entities to acquire premium and often strategic assets in this country. The politicians are too often working for the Chinese communists, and some of them subsequently get very substantial income from the Chinese communists. We have a political class, not only the politicians, but the other elites who are much more concerned about their future than the future of Australia. That's why we have to control the politicians and make them accountable.
That is why Australians have to take back their country. Thank you.